This is your time to lit up with Angela Breidenbach. Lit up is lighting up the literary world with book reviews, in-depth expert interviews, and ideas for you to design a lucrative writing career. Expand your imagination to enhance your life. Lit up is always family friendly, always good for your heart. Now here is your host to lit up, Angela Breidenbach. Has anyone ever said to you, man, that'd make a good story, or you should put that down on paper, but you don't feel like you can do it? Those fears in your head, I can't let anyone read my stories. Who cares about what I have to say? Who would read anything I wrote anyway? I'm not special enough or original enough. If those are the fears flying through your mind like a plague of locusts, eating up your confidence each time you sit down to write, all those fears and more boil down to one problem, feeling unworthy but you are worthy. God gave you a voice and all those ideas swirling in your head for a reason, to write them so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can touch another person's heart. Let's tackle those fears together, because you are worthy to write. Pick up your copy of Worthy to Write on Amazon. Hi, everybody. We are so glad to have you here with us today. My friend Tracy Garner is my guest. I am excited to share all of the different things that she's going to have with us, which includes how to create a video about your book so you can create a book trailer. We're going to learn a little bit about her, and we're going to learn a little bit about her latest book. But for the moment, I would like to explain who my friend Tracy Lydia Garner is. She's an award-winning author who writes stories full of complex heroes and heroines who experience tough but realistic life challenges. Fatal Opposition, the third in a series, examines adopted brothers who formed a special bond and faced deception and harsh realities on their quest for love. Her website is tgarner.com, spelled T-E-E-G-A-R-N-E-R, tgarner.com. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. I'm so excited about this interview. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm delighted to have you. And I have to tell you, I'm really interested in hearing more about your book, Fatal Opposition, because did you know I have a newly adopted grandson? Wow, that is awesome. Adoption is just some of the most special and heartwarming stories ever. So I wish everyone could adopt a child or someone or even a young adult. As many uh, children as possible. And in our yes. case, this is the, my children were going through a foster to adopt program. So we couldn't tell anybody anything on social media um, mm-hmm. because that's part of the rules in the system. And so he has been in our lives since he was born. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't, it, it was so cute. They did a little uh, paper that like a little certificate that my daughter-in-law found online that you could adjust and it was in foster care 633 days i am now adopted wow that's awesome it still makes me want to cry (laughs) that's so cute 
It was those are like those little pictures of the children that you take before they go their first day of school. Yes. And you're supposed to take them like every year. So that's so cool. It was really special. And then, of course, we all flooded social media with all these wonderful photos that we'd had that were almost two years (laughs) of of this little boy's life. And it was just (laughs) delightful. And I call all of my grandsons boy cubs. And I have one guppy, which is my Uh granddaughter. Uh, yes. Because we don't share their names and things like that publicly, but so he's boy cub number six. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> In the litter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he's yes. but of that family, they have three boy cubs. Boy cubs one, two, and six. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and then Guppy has her little brother, and he's boy cub three. <laughs> So they, and they all know who they are. They all know which number they are and that kind of thing. But it's a way for us to be able to safely share the children without saying, you know, who they are or where they live or where they go to school or anything like that, which I think is really important tip to people out there. There's a difference between oversharing and being wise. But I think so many people, they just blather out their children's names and schools and ages. And I think that gets really, really difficult. I don't even share my adult children's names unless my adult children post it. Right. And I really admire when people do that because, you know, with both predators and identity theft, such a huge issue. It's not like it used to be. And you really do have to protect Mm -hmm. um, those you care about and those you love. So that's a good thing. I wish more parents would be more restrained as far as that's concerned. And I think it's interesting because this topic brings us into the kind of a writer you are. You wrote Fatal Opposition. Obviously, this is not pure romance. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Always got to have a little extra um, stuff in there. I love, you know, things that are exciting and have you like page turning and jumping and your heart's racing. So um, the suspense full elements, and then just the real-life issues of adoption and finding your family and your biological past. All those things just make it more intense and more intriguing and more real-life. So I really I really enjoy adding those extra layers and elements to the, to the romance line. I love that, too. And you know I'm interested in genealogy, finding my past, that kind of thing. And so I'm taking genealogy as a, to get my credentials in it. So I find your story concept absolutely fun and fascinating. So tell us more about this specific book and then a little bit about the series. So uh, Fatal Opposition is the third um, book in the series. I'm about It's really about five adopted brothers. Oh, wow. I'm only exploring four of them. Um, well, three of them, actually. Um, one is in jail. So I have a little joke in the book that... You know, when you have five that are adopted, four successes out of five isn't so bad. She did, you know, the mother and the father did really good. There's always a stray sometimes that goes, doesn't go as you planned. But, you know, those are people's choices that they make. So and actually the one that is in jail was in the first story um, of the series with Alantis and Cole. So now I'm exploring the, the brother, the final brother that I'm thinking of doing. Um, of course, it'll be on the fans. They may write me and say, why didn't you do this last brother? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm already asking you that question. <laughs> yes. 
So, um, so sometimes you just kind of write what, what speaks to you. And those three really stood out. The other one is mentioned throughout the three stories, but he's never given his own um, story. He has a current, he has a girlfriend that you keep seeing him with, but it's never, so it may come about, but I am um, moving on to another family um, right now, but fail oppositions about James Parker. He is um, a starting quarterback for the Washington rebels. Um, <laughs> I kind of did a little spin on based on our own home team here. Uh, but they're See, way I love better. That, though. that gives the flavor of place and time. I love that. Yeah. So in our my fictional team, of course, is much better than my real team. But <laughs> I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still a diehard fan, but you have to put a winning team in, in a story like this. So, He's um, just starting out, but he's always been plagued by his past and, you know, where he comes from. And he wants to make sure um, there's some mental illness he's finding out about for his mom. And you just wonder, sometimes I think people wonder if certain people that you've come from, do you also have that? Do you have mental illness? Are you, do you have tendencies? And it's really about knowing who you are, even though he got the influence of his parents uh, his adopted parents, and they were wonderful and kind and good people, you still in your heart just think, gosh, if I hadn't uh, gotten that, is this tendency in me to have these health challenges? And so he struggles with that. He actually gets to meet his biological brother, and he's a very shady character in the book. He's not at all like James. His name is Bobby. Mm -hmm. And um, he becomes, you know, part of the villain in the story. And then he has football and that's always been a mainstay for him. He has his adopted family. He has a biological past that he is dealing with. And then he has a love interest, Cashel. Um, Ooh, that's a cool name. Yeah, I named her. Um, I like to put names together. So Cashel's father is... Um, um, his name is Cassius, like Cassius Clay, Muhammad oh, yeah, Ali. Yeah. And, cool. um, actually, his his mother, her, sorry, that's a mistake. His, I'm always messing with names, but his father, her father's name, Cashel, his her father's name is Shelton, and her mother's his her mother's name is Cassandra. So mm -hmm. Cash and Shell. So that's where I kind of got that from. But oh, I'm always okay. mixing those those two things. So Cashel has her own issues. She has a heart condition um, that often leaves her winded and tired and fatigued. And she wonders and struggles with how could such an athletic guy, you know, like her? She seems frail and fragile and he's athletic. I mean, they're total opposites, even though she's determined she runs her own PR firm. Mm -hmm. um, she's actually going to be working with the rebels, the Washington rebels, which he doesn't know until he finds out later. Ooh, that um, could feel like and, a, a what do you, um, twist for trust, you know? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and so they're just, they're just dealing with their different issues and also trying to come together and, and see if they have a relationship and a life. And if he can let go of his past and decide that it really doesn't matter. Can I move on and, and build a future? Well, I really want to read this book for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not, but that my natural mother was mentally ill. She had <laughs> paranoid schizophrenia, manic, depressive, and delusions of grandeur. And mm -hmm. that was a fear for me personally. So you touched on some real personal issues for me as a, you know, I wonder if this is something that I would enjoy reading because it, 
deals with something that I dealt with, you know, personal fears of, is that something that's generationally going to be passed on? That was really fascinating as you're talking. Yeah. The other thing I think is that you've done a really good job of finding some twists, but I'm really curious of the age group of the of your hero and heroine so if even though he's an athlete i have been watching a little football i know everybody gasped because i'm not a major <laughs> sports fan but i have been watching a little football with my hubby and mm -hmm. i've been fascinated with some of the older aged men that are playing right and, and i've also been fascinated that they have gone to some women that are down doing the sports reporting and things like this and i see a little bit of how do you say, maybe they're just a little harder toned edge in their voices. There's, they don't have the soft voices of other people that you might deal with, femininity, that kind of a thing. They look very feminine, they act very feminine, but their voices have a little bit harder edge to them. They seem like they can be just even a little bit older. So it made me curious, what's the age group of your characters? Um, so James is still pretty young. He's probably, he's he's really just gotten out of college, but the whole adoption thing and his, his adoptive mother mm -hmm. um, dying of cancer um, in another, in one of the stories before um, James's story comes out. And Not to so, give a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it is, it's made him more mature. So there are issues and instances that make us more mature. For instance, I have muscular dystrophy and oh, I, I use a wheelchair. And I always have hung out with people that were older because my dad's a preacher and I can remember at my dad's church, he's deceased now. I would always have to stay upstairs because downstairs was inaccessible. Mm -hmm. And who's staying upstairs if but for the old people who can't, you know, go down steps. So I would always be eating with them and talking with them and fellowshipping with them. So it's the experiences that can really make you seem older than you are. And, and James has that kind of thing. And then Cashel is also young. They actually meet on her 33rd birthday at a party and her friends get sick and she's left alone. They have children and she does it. So they have to stay home and they're not able to meet her. And she's all decked out. He comes along. It's like, why are you all here by yourself? You look beautiful. And she's also an older soul because her heart condition kept her homeschooled until she was about ready to go to middle school. So she's 33 and he's how old? Yeah. He's about 25, 28. An older woman. I like it. Yeah, kind of. That's another dimension. That's really cool. Stay right where you are. There's more lit up right after this. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach. Com. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. 
If you ever dreamed of doing anything in the writing industry, or you're just really curious about the people in the writing industry, this is a show for you. We talked on the break about how we're doing dictation. I'm barely learning, and I asked her for a tip while we were waiting to come back. And Tracy, would you share with the audience, because people, I think this was really a great idea. If you are a writer struggling to get word count, if you're a writer struggling because maybe you have uh, a reason you can't type, maybe your hands hurt, maybe you have carpal tunnel, maybe you have arthritis or some other reason that you're struggling with typing and you want to get the story idea down or you're traveling and you just can't get to your computer, Tracy has a brilliant tip and including what we're going to go into in this episode, how to create a book trailer. You can even get your ideas of your book trailer down through dictation. Tracy, I'm sure I'm going to have an episode in the future on dictation, getting deep into it, but your tip is so brilliant, right on and quick. Would you just share that with everybody? Absolutely. So the tip is really essentially um, when I'm laying down at night, because of my muscular dystrophy, I can't get up. I can't reach for a pad. I'm really pretty stationary uh, once I'm horizontal. So it's hard to to type and to write. But I press the mic button. I just pull out my phone, which I always have with me in case of emergency and for safety. Pull out my phone and I use the mic button. I either open a document. I can also open Evernote, by the way, Angela. And I, I usually open my email. So I'm constantly sending emails to myself part of the storyline, some ideas, a new name for a character. And the only thing about the mic button is that it will cut out, but things like Dragon, the app for Dragon dictation won't cut out on you, but the mic button is free and you talk and it makes it into your text. If I just talk for just maybe even 30 minutes to um, an hour, sometimes when I can't sleep, I will wake up and I'll send it to myself. I'll wake up and cut and paste it out of the email into the Word document of the story. And I can have about six to 800 words on a good night. And that's just from not sleepy. I refuse to turn on the TV because that will wake you up fully. And I don't want that stimulation. I do want to go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I find that um, sometimes the light from the phone is bad for you too at night. That can wake you up. Yeah, and you can change the phone light to warm. You can get rid of the blue screen light. I was able to buy the, it's a glass stick-on for your light, for your phone for your computer and for your monitor. They filter out blue light. That Mm -hmm. helps a lot too. They cost about, I don't know, for my phone it was like around $12 and I do have an iPhone. And for my MacBook Pro, it's a 13 inch. I wanna say it was probably in the $20 range. And then I did splurge Mm -hmm. on, I have a 23 inch second monitor. And uh, this one is, it can come on and off. I think that one was the most expensive and it was in the 50s, but I didn't have to try to figure out how to get with a credit card, how you swipe on the sticker so there's no air bubbles in it. That's just next to impossible on a 23-inch screen. And I just was looking at that, I was like, no. So I have, it's a Mm lift-on, lift-off, and you put little sticky pads on it that buffer the top so it doesn't, you know, hang right on your screen. And those filter out blue light for me. And so that's a way maybe you, and I did get them on Amazon just so people know, but that might be a way so you don't, and you can set your phone to warm at night 
so it filters out the blue light. I so do. I, do I have my phone set every night to go um, to the screen. It's more like a yellow. Mm -hmm. It's not as bright as the white. Mm -hmm. I like my phone really bright, but from seven o'clock all till seven o'clock in the morning, I, it automatically goes to the setting that I that I set to dim the light a little bit so that it's not so bright. Well, and I think that's really important, and I think by filtering the blue light starting like you are at 7 at night, when you're ready to go to bed, you haven't had that huge input that makes your brain turn on the I'm awake filter, too. So I, I think that's just brilliant. How many times would you say your little microphone turns on and off during that hour time frame? Yeah, I just press the button, the mic button, mm -hmm. and then it'll do that little, that line kind of almost like a flat line and every time you talk you know it's working because the flat line's moving up and down to show you that it's receiving and can hear your voice and mm -hmm. and it's just been a wonderful thing I have finished many a book crunch time I have my own deadlines you know even though I'm an indie author I still have mm -hmm. self-imposed deadlines that I try to meet and I try to make for myself and try to meet them and so some of those crunch times it has been a real lifesaver. I have to go to bed at a certain time because I actually have a caregiver that comes in. Mm -hmm. So when she comes in, I got to be ready. If I need extra time, I got to use the, the mic button just to get that talk to text and going and wake up in the morning. Now, every now and then I'll look back on it and I won't know. I'll be like, mm, what is this? What was I thinking? And I'll, <laughs> but that's also fun too, is to try to figure out, you know, you might have dozed off and you might have <laughs> said some mumbo jumbo. And you're kind of like, what was I saying? But it's still fun. I still like that because you laugh because sometimes whatever the text and the microphone picked up is what you said, even if it's right before you start snoring. Yeah. Um, that's still kind of fun, too. It's fun figuring it out and trying to just fix it and, and keep going. How many times, though, do you have to hit that mic button to restart it during, say, an hour? Maybe like two or three times. That's it's not really bad. not bad. You really just... Yeah, it's it's really just a quick little tap. I mean, it's not like you have to really um, do anything. And the other thing is that your brain isn't used to, to, to working that way, mm -hmm. to talking your thoughts instead of just typing them. And what I found is every now and then I'll keep a snippet of something old mm -hmm. and I'll read that. And that almost gives me a jump start in to keep going. Because sometimes you you don't like the sound of your voice or you don't want to talk and you're kind of like, hmm, how do I start this? Your brain is coming up with it, but it's not necessarily coming out verbally. Mm -hmm. So I just keep snippets of old stuff and that can help me jumpstart into, you know, producing some more verbal text. Oh, I like that idea. I did read a book recently on how to train your brain for dictation. So it was specifically mm -hmm. not saying how to use dragon speak it was specifically saying how do you train yourself to learn how to dictate a book and that was really cool and i think that that was mm -hmm. kind of along the lines of what you say jump starting giving yourself the idea of where you're going but and so you tap the microphone you uh, speak it into an email to yourself and then you cut and paste that email yes. into if you're using Word or Evernote or Scrivener and voila. How yes. correct would you think this is? Uh, so I did it only once so far. I figured out how to do it once. And I got 240 words. And I noticed that my character's name that I'm writing on my book deadline is called, her name is Cadence. And it's the subsequent story mm -hmm. to A Healing Heart. And so it's Cadence Keegan. This is the teenager in, in a healing heart all grown up. 
And so what I noticed was sometimes it got cadence right, and sometimes it wrote the word kids, K-I-D-S. I caught mm-hmm. that a few times where I'd have to go back and translate. But if I didn't know that it was I was doing something, that it wasn't picking that up. The book that I read talked mm-hmm. about speaking slowly, measured words. Uh, what other tips do you have for getting great and the reason we're talking about this right now is if you're writing an idea through dictation, what's coming up in our next segment, how to do your movie or your book trailer, how do you think are the best tips that help you to be as accurate as possible on dictation into this mic? Mm -hmm. So some of the accuracy issues come from what I feel is that as soon as you say your character's name Mm -hmm. and it types it wrong, correct it manually. The computer is really learning these things. You know, try to correct things as soon as they happen, because when you say it in the future, it will tie that in that, oh, we heard this, but you really meant this. And so each time, and I'll also say also one thing about the the iPhone that's so awesome is that if there are names in your contacts, it knows those names. It's learning my word history and the words that I regularly use will be different from yours because we use different types of words. Yeah, there are some words that are similar and we all have the same kind of sentence structure. But as far as names and places and the things that we talk about, even when I'm talking to text my mother, there are things that I have asked her if she wanted in the past, like (laughs) Chick-fil-A. So it knows, oh, I'm going to ask her, you know, do you want Chick-fil-A today? So um, it kind of picks that up. And I, but I corrected Chick-fil-A as soon as I typed it. So it wouldn't, as soon as I said it, so it would know that, oh, you know, it's not Fila. It's not the the sportswear brand. It's Filet. You know, so there's just little things like that that I think that can help it learn because it's 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 scary, but it's learning, you know, everything that we need and everything. Talk about a personal assistant. It really is trying to make an effort through all the algorithms and all the things that, you know, man, the man made people at the iPhone company put into this is trying to learn who you are, what you want, your likes, and who's in your contact list, which is good and bad. They're creating creating a real profile of who you are. You do this, you go to Chick-fil-A on Friday, and uh, you get your mom some chicken tenders, you know, (laughs) with extra honey mustard, you know, all these little things. Hey, mom, we're not talking about you at all here. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all good, but just the little things like that. I noticed that when I do it the next time it learned it and it knows what I'm trying to say, because I've done that before, almost like repetition. I find that fascinating because another thought I had while you were talking about that is, well, shoot, just create a temporary character name in your contact list because I would pick that up and you could even put, uh, you know, the name of the business and everything in there. All kinds of stuff. You can put all of that in there. And, and that's your own personal vocabulary. That's for your for your life and what you're doing and what you're working on. I mean, there are people that are that are architects and people that are dancers. There are all these specialized words that only they would know that they use over and over again when they talk to their dancer friends. And, you know, I'm sure it's not something that they're always correcting. I'm sure that eventually... The computer has gotten a handle on on what kind of speak 
they are doing. Yeah, the jargon yeah. and all of that. Oh, my glory. Okay, we have to be really quick before this next message comes on. But how do we find you online, Tracy? T Garner, T-E-E-G-A-R-N-E-R.com. And all my social media is there. I have a wonderful blog uh, challenge that's going on right now. And I hope people will join me on it. It has free worksheets and all kinds of good stuff. Awesome. And you can find me at Ange Breidenbach, A-N-G-B-R-E-I-D-E-N-B-A-C-H, on almost any social media. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. Has anyone ever said to you, man, that'd make a good story? Or you should put that down on paper, but you don't feel like you can do it. Those fears in your head, I can't let anyone read my stories. Who cares about what I have to say? Who would read anything I wrote anyway? I'm not special enough or original enough. If those are the fears flying through your mind like a plague of locusts, eating up your confidence each time you sit down to write, all those fears and more boil down to one problem, feeling unworthy. But you are worthy. God gave you a voice and all those ideas swirling in your head for a reason. To write them so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can touch another person's heart. Let's tackle those fears together, because you are worthy to write. Pick up your copy of Worthy to Write on Amazon, in ebook or in paperback. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on toginet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. I'm excited to share with you the Captive Brides Collection, nine stories of great challenges overcome through great love. The Captive Brides Collection has nine novellas written by nine different authors. Pick up a copy of the Captive Brides Collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. with Tracy Lydia Garner, author of a wonderful story called Fatal Opposition. It's book three in the Parker Brothers trilogy. And she did something wonderful with it. And that was she created a book trailer. And I have asked her in these next two segments to dial in for us on the benefits, the tools needed, tips on how to create your own book trailer, background music, text, photos, whatever else she feels is important. Tracy, Take it away. All right. So thanks, Ange. I um, have just fell in love with making book trailers. A book trailer is essentially like a movie trailer. It's just, you know, a 30 to 60 second little visual aid um, with music and text and images that kind of give a little snippet about what your book is about. And I've found that people really love watching them. I always use 
a book trailer as a way to draw people to my Facebook parties um, because I, I say that I'm going to reveal the book trailer for my latest book at the at the Facebook party. And that's always a little draw. So some of the benefits of the trailer are that you're going to reach people who really don't like to scroll and don't like to read that much. They don't like to read like your little ads and your little posts. They may love reading books, but they don't, they're not necessarily looking for the ads and all the snippets and the excerpts that you put up about your book. Mm-hmm. So if you inter- find mm-hmm. a way to entertain them, they may be more apt to look at that like, oh, what's this about? Let me click on that. So you have fans, you have new fans, potential fans, and you have family and friends that will look at it. And one thing I love that the book trailer will reach is those that are interested in filmography and making music videos and making movies. So that's a group of people that you also can reach because it really is, they may love reading, they may love film, maybe some budding screenwriters and people out there and Mm -hmm. they may read your book and think, wow, this is awesome. Do you write a screenplay for your book trailer? That just came to me as a question when you mentioned screenwriters. I try to write a little script as far as um, it's mostly just text. And what happens with that is I, I try to whittle it down. So as a writer, you know, we write long and it's, sometimes it can be hard for us to write something short. No with a book trailer, you only, really only have about 30 to 60 seconds mm-hmm. to grab someone's attention and hook them. And you, you're not telling the whole story. You're just telling a little piece of it that, that will make people be like, oh, well, what happened? Like what? Well, now I got to read the book. What's going on? So that's the goal of the book trailer is just to give enough, you know, that you can entice people and make them wonder, well, I got to read this because I want to know what happens to her or him or them together. And so that that's important. You have to write copy almost in a way like an advertisement. So that is probably probably the most daunting thing about that. I love searching for the music. Music has to do two things. It has to invoke emotion. But if you write suspense, for instance, it also has to have a build. Mm -hmm. So you want that kind of dramatic, that dramatic cinematography, like movie. So depending on what you write. Now, if it's comedy, you want something light and airy. If it's an island, you want to think about Hawaiian music or the ukulele type thing. So it's a it's important that the music go with whatever emotion and feeling you're trying to convey. So because I write suspense, a lot of my uh, music that I've chosen is all like very cliffhanger ish, all about building slowly this dramatic conclusion. So that's what we're, I'm going for. Where do you so find the music? The music? Are, yes, you can find music. I love music on musicloops.com. So that's music, L-O-O-P-S, loops.com. There's, if you just go to YouTube and you type in royalty-free music, you can also get music that way. All you have to do is in your, in the about your trailer, which is right under your YouTube video, you can put in the credits. You just have to give credit and you can use it for free. Um, there's all kinds of artists that are making beats. I love beats because I love R&B and, and kind of like that, the music that has a great beat to it. So you can get just some beats where you just have drums or you have different types of syncopation. And that may be all you need. You may not need an actual musical score. You just may need to 
have something in the background. So royalty free music, copyright free music, use those words to search. And a lot of different clips of music that you can download as an MP3 will come up and they're free. And that's the awesome part. The images you want to use, um, you can use Shutterstock. You can also take your own images. There could be landscapes that you want to have. You could show a setting, like if your book takes place in Virginia, you, there are plenty of free pictures of the nation's capital available. So those monuments and uh, all kinds of filmographers and photographers that have pictures that they'll let you use for free. So you want to think about that. In your book trailer, it's important to know, you know, location. Uh, what is the story about? Is this what kind of genre? And then what are the hooks? So those are the three things I think that are very important in conveying because people want to know well, what kind of book is this? What am I getting into? What's it about? And you have to convey that through 30 to 60 seconds that you have to tell that. And that's the other thing. I've seen some trailers that are really too long. People's attention span is really quite short. So I'm in the 45 to 60 seconds range, and then that's it. I have maybe a video that goes maybe over a minute, only about five seconds, so 105 or 109, but not more than that. My friend actually did my first book trailer for me uh, before I started doing them on my own, and it was about two minutes and 21 seconds. And though it was a great trailer, you almost forget that it's taking that long. You really, that's really too long. And two minutes isn't a long time at all, but it really is taking a long time. People's time is limited. So you really have to kind of hit them and quit them. You know, I would agree with you because last night my husband and I were working on my lifetime dream of going to Scotland. And in the process, we were trying to figure out, we found a really great deal on tickets we wanted to know what was the experience like on that flight because there's certain flights if you're taking this really long international flight and you're sitting cramped up and I already have back issues from a car accident blah 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 you don't want to get off of the plane mm -hmm. in so much pain that you can't enjoy the time that you're there so we were looking for videos right. to tell us about the experience on these different airlines and to help us understand if this really low price ticket was worth it or if we would end up being in a lot of pain. It was very hard to find airlines that gave us, like there was people that were reviewing the their experience on the airline. Some of these videos mm -hmm. were only four and a half minutes long, but they were done in almost silence. So there was no music in the background to keep you building to anything. It felt mm -hmm. like it was going so slow that it felt like the video was half an hour long and it was like a four and a half minute video. Blew my mind. I and then we Isn't found that something? One, yeah. And then we found one from the airline that showed this was another unique way to do it. But it was one of those three D all around, but there was again no music, no explanation, no words. And that drove me crazy because you could see the seats, but there wasn't a person in the seat, so you really couldn't tell what that meant for fit. How did you fit in those seats, you know? And my husband's, you know, average tall, you know, he's six foot. It, are his knees going to be against mm -hmm. the back of the other seat? And he's had, you know, knee surgery in his youth from from soccer. So is he going to be in pain getting out? We couldn't tell on that 360 degree. 
when we finally found a minute and a half video that had talking and had pictures of people in the seats and had a little bit of music underneath it, it was so uh, rewarding to us that we understood mm -hmm. that, oh, that's the, the airline we want to go on. It was amazing. Right, right. It really makes a difference. I mean, me music can either make it lag on forever or it can really speed it up and it's got to fit you know what you're trying to convey M music is everything because even advertisers know that if you have a really great sounding background it doesn't even sometimes it doesn't matter what's happening on the screen because the music lulls you in makes you feel either warm and fuzzy or makes you feel scared um, there's never a movie that won't have music in it because, and they spend a lot of time and, and there are actually a lot of awards too for the, for the movie, the soundtracks that go along with, with the visual that you're seeing. I'm going to talk about some of the tools that I use for the trailers. And there's just a couple that I use. You can use iMovie which is relatively easy to use. It really is just dragging and dropping. Once you have your images and you have your text, you're really just dragging and dropping and creating kind of a sequence. So I have used iMovie. I also really like Animoto. It's A-N-I-M-O-T-O. I've used Animoto. Animoto, and that's free. Yeah, Animoto is awesome. And I actually like it better than iMovie. Um, the only thing about Animoto is sometimes the music is limited, but yeah. iMovie only has about nine songs and you really should try to branch out. And, and if you really think about it, everybody's probably used almost all the songs in iMovie. So you have to be careful about that. You don't want your trailer sounding just like somebody else's commercial for whatever product they have. The third um, thing is Ripple. Ripple. I haven't heard of that one. I want to go back to Animoto really yeah. quick. I sure. have noticed that you can bring in your own music on Animoto, but I also noticed they limit you yes. to the amount of images unless, do you have to upgrade to a premium or something like that now? I haven't done it in a while. Right. There is a business Animoto, and the other thing for the free Animoto version is that they'll put their little Animoto logo at the end. And I'm thinking, you know, that's really not a big deal. I have had the Animoto for business, but I recently just let that go because I was like, why? It's almost like Vistaprint. Remember when they used to put mm -hmm. their name on the back of your car? Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. It's a judgment-free zone. You know, it doesn't matter the, the logo of whoever helped make it. That's the way they advertise their business, and it's getting the word out. So those kinds kinda, of things no longer are really relevant. Yeah, and I kind of like that because it tells me when I'm looking at somebody else's and I think it's professionally done, I can look at the business name of how they did it. I actually appreciate that, but I can understand if somebody wants only their own branding, they have the money to do it, you know, maybe they want to upgrade to premium or, or whatever. We'll be back right after this message. Stay right where you are. There's more Lit Up right after this. Has anyone ever said to you, man, That'd make a good story. Or you should put that down on paper. But you don't feel like you can do it. Those fears in your head. I can't let anyone read my stories. Who cares about what I have to say? Who would read anything I wrote anyway? I'm not special enough or original enough. If those are the fears flying through your mind like a plague of locusts, eating up your confidence each time you sit down to write, all those fears and more boil down to one problem, feeling unworthy. But you are worthy. 
God gave you a voice and all those ideas swirling in your head for a reason. To write them so that you can make a difference in the world, so that you can touch another person's heart. Let's tackle those fears together, because you are worthy to write. Pick up your copy of Worthy to Write on Amazon, in ebook or in paperback. It's from the Pencil Dancers team, Angela Breidenbach, Diana Lizier-Brandmeier, Liz Tolsma, and Jennifer Vanderclip. The Pencil Dancers are four published, best-selling authors who share their writing life wisdom each week on the Pencil Dancer blog, www.penciledancer.com. We want to help you know that you're worthy to write. Does your past haunt you? Do you feel helpless sometimes? Are deep wounds still hurting your heart? Discover how the troubles from your past have prepared you for a beautiful future in Gems of Wisdom by Angela Breidenbach. In Gems of Wisdom, you'll learn how to forgive emotional pirates, better manage negative people, tough situations, and face your fears. Become the woman of courage, confidence, and candor you want to be. Get your copy of Gems of Wisdom, the treasure of experience today, wherever books are sold, or at Angela Breidenbach. I'm excited to share with you the Captive Brides Collection, nine stories of great challenges overcome through great love. The Captive Brides Collection has nine novellas written by nine different authors. Pick up a copy of the Captive Brides Collection today. Great historic romances, perfect for any season. You can get it online or at your favorite local retailer. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to Lit Up on iTunes. You can subscribe also on tobynet.com. It's all about having a more lucrative, creative career and picking the brains of experts that have walked those steps ahead of you. And be sure to share it with someone else that you know is really interested in building a lucrative, creative career. We're glad you're back for more Lit Up. Now here's your host, Angela Breidenbach. Angela Breidenbach, and you're with us here on Lit Up, because we're going to get lit up about the literature world, and that is from books to movies, anywhere in between. Whether you're a reader, a writer, or you're just a dreamer, we're here to make those dreams come true. We're back with Tracy Lydia Garner, and she's going to continue with the tools you need to build your own book trailer. So, Tracy, you mentioned Ripple, and I had to cut you off. Tell us about Ripple. Sure. Ripple, I am not as great a fan of, but I still like it. It really is for making really, really short uh, little videos. So what I usually have done is just use my book cover and my author photo and just add a little text and it kind of whips you through each one and it kind of releases the text a little bit by little. The only reason why I don't like it as much, I still like it, is that you have to use it on your phone. It's really an app. You can also use it on your iPad, but I really don't like working on both of those for long periods of time. And that's okay, too. So Animoto and iMovie are things that you can really explore on your desktop, which I use mostly on my desktop. I'm not into using um, some of my more portable devices for long periods of time. And, and when you really want to be creative, you really want that wide screen so you can really see everything. And sometimes your phone and your tablet might allow you to miss little details like your text and your might have some typos. So Ripple is awesome. Um, it'll take photos. It'll have a group of photos that you can get directly from Flickr mm -hmm. or you can drag from your own, your own photo sorts that you have. So it's really easy. And they also have music, a selection of music that you can use. What's great about Ripple is that it is good for things like Instagram because Instagram videos can only be 
under 30 seconds long. So maybe in the 10 to 15 second range, you really can't post a full book trailer on your Instagram. Um, And I think I'm not sure about your Twitter. Twitter will open up and let you go to an actual website, but Instagram will do that too. But if you want people to stay right there on your platform, you want to make videos that are about the 15 to 30 second range. So Ripple is great for that. Oh, I love that. And I also love that you talked about not really enjoying uh, constantly being on your phone or your iPad. I'm nervous about going to Scotland and only taking the smaller devices, but I think I need to minimize my packing footprint in order to take the best advantage of the experience. So I'm looking forward to using dictation that we've talked about. And it's possible then I, I have Animoto and I use YouTube and I may, and I have iMovie, but I may download this Ripple so that I can maybe upload some things like that while I'm in Scotland. And I think that might be another way to promote your, your book is create not just movie trailers, but create short in the moment videos while you're out and about traveling or in a research moment. And you maybe don't want to share all the research because you don't want to spoil the direction of your book, but you might want to say, hey, I'm at such and such a library or such and such a research spot. And this is what I'm doing today, you know, and helps to build momentum for that. And then say, hey, this may pop up in my book trailer in the future. Look for this photo. You know, so now you've kind of educated your audience toward the book trailer coming out to see if they recognize things. And it's just human nature as we recognize things that we feel more attuned to it. What do you think of that idea? That is great. And you want to show, you know, pictures of where you are and they can, the thing about the pictures is that it could just be a collage and you can just put that on Ripple and you can, you know, put a little caption about, you know, here we are in the different places, go to the next picture where you are there and then maybe some food pics Mm -hmm. and then are you eating out at the restaurant? The other thing that I want to mention is that I don't just make, you know, videos for my book trailer, but I have an annual writer's conference that I put on each year and it's a small conference. I had no idea. Yeah, I really have promoting it in the last few years. I used to do it for free at the library. And last year I was like, you know what? I'm arranging all this stuff. The library barely wants to give me a stipend. Why don't I just branch out on my own? So last year I uh, branched out and did my first um, conference where people, you know, actually pay to come. And I actually put together a little video for that. So I used Animoto to put some images of me speaking of what people would learn when they come to the conference. What's the name This of is where we're, it's called the Publishing Summit. Mm-hmm. I strung all these things together. Like everybody loves to get catered food from Panera. So I put that there. So just little images to try to entice people like this is what the conference is about. You know, these are my workshop leaders. It's a full day of fun. And so that was fun. I use Animoto for that. And, and those will all be on my YouTube channel. All the videos that I've done, I'm going to get ready to do another video about the conference because it'll be on September 15th this year in my area. September it will 15th, hopefully... 2018? Yes. Okay. Where will it be held? It'll be in Leesburg, Virginia, which is about, uh, about 20, 10, 15 minutes from Dulles Airport. Nice. So, yeah. So I have that. And then, you know, you, you use videos for anything. They don't just have to be for books. They don't just have to be for products, but they can be, you know, to tell people, come to this event. We're having fun. And and I'll tweet that and share that on the 
event Facebook page when it's ready to go up and show my speakers. I might even interview my speakers. One other video I did was just to interview myself. I came up with five questions. I put the five questions on a PowerPoint slide. I would post the the PowerPoint slide in the video, and then I would just answer whatever was on the slide about Tracy and what my books are about and why do you write romance. And I'll actually be doing that again soon, too, because it's just fun. And it's less than five minutes. I think it was only about maybe two minutes. The videos that are going to be about you and about what you do, those can always be longer because you're having a little bit of a conversation. Mm -hmm. But an advertisement, like I mentioned, is going to be really short because you just want to entice people. And you want to also make sure in that section that you have people click on show more. You want to put in all the links, the links to other book trailers, the links to the Amazon book so they can go buy it because they just finished watching the video about it and they were intrigued. And now they want to go buy it. You want to put your website and all your social media. So that's something that people forget is in that section. People are going to scroll down right after watching the video and find out, oh, where do I go now? So that's part of the call to action is that you want to have that those details in there for people to make that next move, which is to go buy your book and to learn more about you. How do you put the text or the links into the video itself? Do you do that, or are you saying putting in the, the description below? I'm saying mostly put it in the description below. You can in iMovie. I'm not sure about Animoto, but in iMovie you can put in text that is clickable. You just have to go into iMovie and make that, that a live link so that, but also remember that you don't want to sometimes do that until the end because people might click it or they might hover around it mm. and they, they might leave your video prematurely. Put it, hopefully put it down at the bottom. I really quick want to ask you, what is your YouTube channel? I don't have a designated YouTube channel. When you go to youtube.com, you can Google, you can use my name, just type in my name and all my videos should come up. Okay, so is it under Tracy Lydia Garner or Tracy Garner or T. Garner? Yes. Yes, what? Um, Tracy Lydia. Tracy Lydia Garner. Okay. That way we... Yes. And then... Okay, so you don't have your own YouTube channel? I don't. That's not something I've pursued yet, but I will eventually. Good, you should. And then put all these videos in it. <laughs> Yes. I have a YouTube channel, um, but I am just barely learning how to make it actually work for me. Uh, some of the videos I've done mm -hmm. in the past have been long book club chats just for the fun of it, you know, mm -hmm. to let people who were not there at the time, we did them live on YouTube. And then I store, you know, live on Google Hangouts, which then goes to YouTube and just let it happen live so people could join the chat if they wanted to. But then I just left them there so people could learn more about the books. And I did uh, two or three different entire series on like uh, Blue Ribbon Brides, which had nine authors in it, and the book Lassoed by Marriage, another one with nine authors in it from Barber. And I had interviewed with the book clubs, and there were a couple of different book clubs like in Colorado and back, and then back east just about just about 40 miles away from Chicago, we did two different stores and they had people come to the book clubs and they would ask us questions and each one of us got a day once a week and so for like nine weeks for these different book clubs. So I have that on the channel. But then I also mm -hmm. added, uh, there's a World Read Aloud Day. This year is February 1st. I just read the first chapter of, or the first scene of my book out loud 
into a camera and I put that on there to support World Read Aloud Day and it promotes literacy toward not just children but also adults. And so I thought, well, why not? There's just a way that I can connect with people, share my story and read aloud. I think it was kind of a win-win no matter what. It was really fun. Definitely. But there's totally different lengths and different reasons for using video. But I thought, well, if I'm doing this, it should all be collected in one place. So I started my own YouTube channel. I'm just learning how to make that better. But we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but this is one of the ways, getting your expertise. Those are great ideas. And guess what? While we were talking, I was able to do that. So I think I've done it. It's going to be YouTube.com Tracy Garner author. Nice. I love yeah, it. Yeah. So seemed like it was pretty easy, so I think it might have worked. We'll see. Yeah, and I think you can transfer all your videos into that. And look at that, folks. Right here on the air, Tracy created her own YouTube channel. That means YouTube can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. This was wonderful. Okay, so Tracy, <laughs> uh, we need to close out this episode, which makes me heartbroken because this has been a fun and fabulous talk. Hopefully you'll come back when you're getting ready to promote your conference more and do another episode with us about your conference. It'd be really fun. Certainly do that. Thanks. Yeah, you bet. So tell us, where can we find you online? And by the way, include your new YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me at www.tgarner.com. My new YouTube channel is youtube.com, Tracy Garner Author. I'm on Instagram and Pinterest and Twitter at T Garner also. And my name is Angela Breidenbach, A N G E L A B R E I D E N B A C H. And you can find me on social media at Ange Breidenbach, AngelaBreidenbach.com. And my next book coming out, Valentine's Day, it's a contemporary romance in the Out of Her Element boxed set with Robin Lee Hatcher, Deborah Rainey and Vicki McDonough, and they are going to be on our show in February in subsequent weeks leading up to the release of Out of Her Element. You can find my YouTube channel at Angela Breidenbach. Thank you so much for being with me, and I can't wait to talk with you again. Thank you for joining us on Lit Up. Light up your literary world. Expand your imagination. Enhance your life. Lit Up will be back next week with another great conversation. Join us, won't you, right here on Lit Up. There's no place I'd rather be.